Hello and welcome to the Outsmart Charles final. I'm Charles Bennett and I haven't endorsed Rick Caruso, despite how many ads he's bought. Oh yes, we still went there. Today's theme is Stuff Nobody Knows. Let's meet tonight's contestants. Winner of episode four, Major Once Cut Twice, with the third highest first round score of 124 points and the highest overall score of 244, though he still hasn't outsmarted me yet, Zach. Winner of episode nine, A Shot in the Dark, tying himself for the highest first round score of 128 points and the second highest overall score of 243 points, just one point behind Zach. One for two against me in the final round, Danny. And the winner of episode seven, how do I get on the no-fly list? Only the lowest first round score to win a game with 43 points, but the highest final round score of any challenger with 130. Also one for two against me in the final round, Eric. Okay, let's take a look at tonight's categories. Oh, Canada. Three points. Words with friends, numbers, Dinner and a movie, things Danny didn't know, <laughs> things Zach didn't know, <laughs> things Eric didn't know. Gee, uh, I wonder what the last category is going to be. It's going to be things nobody knows. Oh, what is what is our last category, John? I mean, what is it? I mean, who and I trying to front? It's dead white guys. Um, I'm going to take a stab at dinner and a movie. Main ingredients of this southern dish include andouille sausage, shrimp, rice, and celery, but not okra. Uh, what is jambalaya? That is correct. Yes. This Supreme Court justice who shares his name with a sausage passed away on February 22nd, 1965. I will pass. Uh, Zach for steel. Ass. Oh, come on, I thought you know this one. Danny for the steal. <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Sausage 1965. Ah, pass. Okay, we have the first uh, sex tuple stumper. Nobody could come up with Felix Frankfurter. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> the MGM Clip Show. That's Entertainment Part 2 was hosted by these two legendary hoofers who performed an all-new duet for the film. Pass. Zach? Pass. Danny for the steal. Okay, let me look at this, the question real fast. Uh, okay, is it... Uh, Ginger Rogers and Gene Kelly? No, it's Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. Ah. Good shot. That's Good another, shot. That's another sex tuple stumper. Let's talk about sex tuple stumpers, shall we? <laughs> uh, Zach, I believe it's your board. Uh, I will take O Canada. This city is the capital of our neighbors to the north. Uh, is it Ottawa? It is. Sports teams in this province include the Calgary Stampeders and Edmonton Oilers. Oh, sports. Um, pass. 
Danny for the steal. Uh, is it Alberta? It is. Yes! This breed, whose name refers to a Canadian region, is a common breed of seeing eye dog. Uh, breed whose name refers to a Canadian. Pass. Danny for the steal. Um, uh, Newfoundland dog, Newfoundland, some kind of something with Newfoundland. <laughs> ah, okay. Eric, I don't know my dog types, but I'm just going to take a stab in the dark. Labrador? A Labrador retriever. Oh. I didn't realize Labrador was a region in Canada. Me neither. Well, you've heard of Newfoundland and Labrador, haven't you? Eric has 20, Danny has eight, and Zach, you only have five. Let's see if you can make a comeback. But you can't make it just yet because it's Danny's board. Let's try three points. Why not? Okay. Okay, for five free points, this is the capital of Sierra Leone. Oh, that is not free at all. Pass. <laughs> Eric Fastile. I'll pass. Whitlow. Pass. The capital of Sierra Leone is Freetown. Oh, the pun oh, makes sense. I see what you did there. John C. Fremont led the Bear Flag Revolt in the midst of this mid-19th century war. Uh, the Mexican-American War? That's correct. Name Franklin Roosevelt's Four Freedoms. Pass. Eric, do you want to steal this one? Um, I will also pass. Whitlow. For freedom. Oh. Pass. Oh, come on. You don't know the four freedoms? I'm disappointed. <laughs> freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. I would have gotten maybe two of those. Yeah. Come on, hasn't anybody seen the Norman Rockwell paintings? <laughs> okay, Eric has 20. Danny has 18. Zach, uh, let's see if he can mount a comeback. He's only got five. Eric, it's your board. All right, let me see. <laughs> I'm going to take a stab at uh, things that I didn't know. <laughs> me, Eric. <laughs> it's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty balls to the wall strategy there. Okay, uh, let's take men in crazy hats for five points. These Shriners run a network of these for disabled children. Um... Uh, I will pass. The children's hospitals? Yes, that's correct. They run a network of hospitals. This Dr. Seuss story features a character named the Knox, Chicks with Bricks, and Tweedle Beetles. Fox and Socks. And what we have here is a muddled 
fuddled, waddled, duddled, outsmart Charles, sir. Big man, boom man, big man, broom man. My poor mouth can't say that. No, sir, my poor mouth is much too slow, sir. For three cheese trees, sweezy, please, blue. One thing pleases we float for the breeze. Don't sneeze. This organization originally started as a utopian community before selling down to make silverware. I will pass. What? for the steel. That would be Oneida. The Oneida Company. And Zach, I believe the next category is yours. I'm going to go things that I, Zach, didn't know. Okay, this first one concerns musical theater. The Spanish Panic is a song from this Broadway musical. I already regret the strategy. Pass. <laughs> Danny for the steal. I should know this. You I, should know this. It definitely sounds like a like a, 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 a musical comedy from like the 1930s or 40s, but I don't want to like lose points. I'll pass. I too will Fair pass for, for fear of losing points. It's like pajama game or something. <laughs> All right. Danny Campbell were here. He would have known that one. He was in it. <laughs> I was in it? Oh, no. Is it Once Upon a Mattress? <laughs> Danny, the Spanish panic is from Once Upon a Mattress. I, I have not thought about that musical, nor have I listened to its soundtrack. Let's see. I graduated in 2006. <laughs> Vladimir Putin was born in this large Russian city. Uh, St. Petersburg. That's correct. And uh, we also would have accepted uh, Leningrad. Man. The Panic of 1893 was partly caused by the failure of this Monopoly Railroad. Oh, it was the... So I'm tipping my tongue, but I can't remember. So pass. Uh, Danny. Was it Union Pacific? No. <laughs> I will pass because I would have also said that. <laughs> okay. And nobody they... got nobody in either show. So this is kind of a quintuple stumper because it's stumped Zach twice and four other contested ones. Uh Nobody got the hint. If it's a monopoly railroad, maybe it's one of the four railroads in the game of Monopoly. I don't play Monopoly enough. But it's not the Pennsylvania, not the Baltimore and Ohio, not the short, fast line. It's the Reading Railroad. No, yeah, no way. And, uh, Danny, it's, it's your action. Uh... Can I get numbers? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna veer from the the self choosing strategy and do something else. Well, I have bad news. I believe this is is one you've missed before, Danny. This, cool. this is the only U.S. state capital south of the twenty second parallel. Oh yeah. South of. Uh, is it? Austin, Texas? No. 
Eric. I will pass. Zach. 20 second parallel. Pass. Okay, nobody watched the 222-22 special. I thought it was the best episode I ever wrote. And and once again, we have a sextuple stumper because nobody remembers that there are two states that aren't like the others. Oh. And this is the capital of one of them. Is that either Honolulu or Anchorage? <laughs> it's not Anchorage because the capital of Alaska Juno, is Juno. Juno. Sorry, Juno. It's Honolulu. The Great Fire of Rome happened in this year. Uh, pass. Eric, for the steal. I will pass. Whitlow. Pass. It happened in 64 AD. To be fair, I'm an American historian, so there you go. <laughs> okay, here's another date. I guess this might be a rehash of, give me a date, please. Charlemagne was crowned Holy Roman Emperor in this year. Oh, pass. Pass. <laughs> Zach, uh, Zach, are you going to pass? Yeah, pass. <sighs> Come on, Christmas Day 800. Why don't people know this stuff? I never take. I never took AP Euro. I, I was stuck in CP classes back then. I blame. I blame my education. AP Euro is modern. This is medieval. This is seventh grade history. People. Zach is now in the lead with thirty-five. Eric has thirty, and Danny is down to sixteen. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial for sideburn tonic. Don't leave now. There's more show coming up. Help us grow the show by subscribing to Outsmart Charles on YouTube. Okay, welcome back. This is the part where we learn a little bit about our contestants. Of course, we already know far too much about them anyway. What do you like about being on this show? What are your favorite moments? I, I just love trivia. And so the opportunity to play trivia, especially with Charles, who, you know, makes an annual, you know, crossword for for Fourth of July, which I never can complete. I always forget about it. And then I'm like, I guess I didn't do it. It's it's fun. I've always wanted to, like, get a crack team of, like, uh, educators together and get like a science teacher and a math teacher and maybe like like a couple of humanities teachers together for like a pub quiz team and just obliterate the competition yeah so i mean i like doing this show for for two things is um you know kind of like what danny was saying you know like i i I love trivia i you know like i have a lot of useless uh information stored up here i mean and you know i'm a park ranger so i get to use that uh, for my job Sometimes it's it's fun, and uh, the other thing is it's great to do this uh, show with people that I that I know and haven't seen uh, for a long time, like like Eric. Um, it's great to see you again. Uh, wish you would have come to my wedding, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think my favorite thing on the show is because I do not pride myself on having a lot of random knowledge at all. I think I'm terrible at trivia, but it's fun when you get that 
or one random thing that nobody else knows that you know, and it's like, oh my God, no one else knows this? I know this, I know this, I got it. And it's just fun having that little uh, brief moment of, ha I am superior <laughs> in this very brief moment of time. So that's always fun. All right, let's get back to gameplay. Once again, let's look at those scores. Zach has 35. Eric has 30, Danny has 16, and uh, it's Danny's board, isn't it? Let's, let's go with Dead White Guys. Let's, let's set up a classic. Why not? This mustachioed prime minister was known for unifying Germany in the 1860s and turning it into an emerging world power. Oof. Uh, pass. Zach, for the... That would be Otto von Bismarck. This one, buddy. Bismarck is correct. This Kansas governor and 1936 presidential loser lived to be 100 years old. Oh, okay. 1936 presidential loser. Now, now we're now we're cooking with gas. Okay. Uh, 1936. He lost. Would have lost to Roosevelt. God. All right. Um, I I know what party he ran for because it's not it's not Republicans, and I uh, and I know that he ran for like every single presidential election. He's a socialist. He ran for every presidential election for for years and years and years, and I can't think of his name. Mm. Not that guy. Not that guy. Oh, okay. Zach, <laughs> what a steal! Nineteen thirty six presidential loser. Pass. Eric. I will also pass. Uh, Danny, you were trying to think of Norman Thomas, but it was not Norman Thomas. The answer uh, you were going for was Alfred M. Landon. My other guess would be John Dewey, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was later. Yeah, he was 44 and 48. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have one more dead white guy. And I think this one uh, is going to line up to be a sex tuple stumper. The game show Play Your Cards Right was hosted by this legendary British game show host. British Play Your Cards Right. <laughs> Pass. What low? You know, I love British TV, um, but pass. I yeah, pass. Never even heard of the show. I will also pass. Okay, nobody's ever heard of Bruce Forsyth? Nope. nope. Sounds like you made up a Monty Python sketch right there. You don't get anything for a pair. Not in this game. Stop that. Stop that. It's too silly. Zach, your options are words with friends and things Danny didn't know. I'm going to do uh, things Danny didn't know. The Cathedral at Aachen, or Aile Chapelle, was built during the reign of this Holy Roman Emperor. Uh, Eric for the steal. I will also pass. Danny? Was it Charlemagne? It was. Yeah, I In what year was Charlemagne crowned Holy Roman Emperor? 
664. It was one of the answers from before. 64. It was one of the answers from before. We had this question less than half an hour ago. Uh, here's a here's another carryover from uh, 22 North Latitude, Zach. The 22nd parallel forms a part of the border between Egypt and this neighbor to the south. Egypt and neighbor to the south. Is it Jordan? No. Ah. Eric. I will pass. Danny, try to clean up your mess. Is it Sudan? It is Sudan. All right. I remember things. <laughs> okay, I, you, we have one more question about things Danny didn't know. Danny's cleaned up two of them. Zach gets the first crack at the third one. This 7th century English monk and historian wrote the ecclesiastical history of the English people, one of the first major works to use Anno Domini. Eric for the steal. I will pass. Danny, clean up your mess. <laughs> it's uh, this is one that I definitely don't remember, so I'm, I'm going to pass. Okay, is it just me, John, or has basically every question I've ever asked on this show about medieval Europe been a triple stumper, and some of them have now been sex tuple stumpers? It's the venerable bead, Eric. Let's do okay, it. Danny is, has a slight lead over Zach, 46 to 44. Eric has 30, but the last question, but the last category is his, and let's see if he can make some ground up. This scary term for genetically modified edibles dates from 1992. Scary term for genetically modified edibles. Uh... I will pass. Well, Danny, for the steal. Uh, I will also pass. Frankenfood. Frankenfood is correct. Uh, I remember that for my episode. <laughs> okay, Zach has now taken the lead, but it's still anybody's game with two questions left. And our next to last question, Ralph Walder Emerson and Henry David Thoreau were of this philosophical persuasion. Um, ah, I will pass. It goes to Danny next. Uh, transcendentalism. Transcendentalism. Okay, Eric. Let's see what we got. Right, Danny wins. Danny, if you get this right, you win. Okay, Zach. The other two of them get it wrong and pass it to you, and you get it right, you win. This 16-letter word is the act of performing sleight of hand. I remember this one from my game, but I do not remember the answer, so pass. Danny for the... Danny for the steal and the game. Pass. 
Man, 16 letter word. I don't know. Pass. Zach, I would strongly suggest guessing something because if you guess correctly, you win. If you pass, you lose. <laughs> or if you get something wrong, you lose. But I, I, I would strongly suggest guessing. Please do not pass. You shall not pass. Uh, I really regret not uh, pursuing magic uh, earlier in life. Zach, you, you passed after I asked you not to. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Guess something anyway. Okay. Has anybody ever heard of the term prestidigitation? Oh, I technically yeah. have, but obviously I didn't remember it. I didn't realize that that was sleight of hand. For some reason, that that had to do with, like, no, that's mastication. Never mind. <laughs> like, I, I was thinking... I was thinking that, like, I, I know, like, the prestige. Like, I know that. I knew it was connected to that, but I couldn't think of the full word. So. Oh, Zach and Eric, I have bad news. You lost. Oh, no. Win some, you lose some. And, uh, Danny, you have beaten uh, a bunch of champions. I just simply remembering the questions that I got wrong when I didn't even pick my own category. We'll be back after, uh, I don't know, probably another Rick Caruso ad. Who knows? Think you can outsmart me? I don't think so. But if you want to try, go to bit.ly slash outsmartcharles and fill out our contestant submission form. We're always looking for new challenges. But, you know, there were other Holy Roman Emperors besides Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah, there was Otto the First, Otto the Second. Uh, Charles the uh, second, Charles the third, Charles the fourth, Charles the fifth, uh, Joseph, Francis, Francis Joseph. No, wait, Francis Joseph was Austria Hungary. Didn't realize yeah. a Roman history buff there, Charles. No, no, that's not Roman history. The Holy Roman uh, Emperor is not holy, not Roman, and not an emperor. Want to watch the show without annoying ads like these? Become a supporter at patreon.com slash outsmartcharles. Want to watch the show without annoying ads like these? Become a supporter at patreon.com slash outsmartcharles. Welcome back to Outsmart Charles. Danny has outsmarted his challengers of Zach and Eric to face off against Charles one more time. And now we'll see what madness awaits them in these categories that they have chosen for themselves. Most things to do with Whittier, California, U.S. history, American literature, the Bible, its context, history and church history in general, the movies, the Academy Awards and its winners. And of course, Danny had to win this, who has the longest titles of categories ever. All right, Danny. I've never used the Bible one, so why don't I I'll go with the Bible one? Why not? Let's we'll see, we'll see what happens. What three sons of Adam and Eve are named in the book of Genesis? Um, three sons? Uh, 
Adam. Oh, okay. So it's it's Cain, Abel, and what's the third one. Cain, <laughs> Abel, and of course that rascal. Uh, uh, I gotta I gotta come up with one just to be funny. Cain, uh, Abel, and uh, and. Trevor, of course. I, I don't know who the third you one pulled is. it out. You got it. Yep, that's <laughs> that was right. Wait, oh my! So the judges are telling me that's that's not quite right. Um, who are the judges? At, at least one of those three names is wrong, <laughs> but we're not going to tip off Charles. So Charles, your chance to steal. Cain, Abel, and Seth. That's right, Cain, Abel, and Seth. Yeah, something happened to Cain and Abel. That was in the Hudax episode. What happened to Cain and Abel? Martin Luther wrote his 95 theses primarily in critique of the church's practice of selling thieves. Um, oh, oh, uh, what is it called? I know what it is. Um, it's basically, uh, selling, uh, this is the worst brain fart ever. Uh, <laughs> um, Um, uh, selling, it's, it's, it's basically buying your way out of purgatory. And I, I can't remember what, what the phrase is called, but that, that's what it is. But I, I know that probably won't be an acceptable answer, but by, buying your way out of purgatory. Like if I, if I, um, if I pay for the church building, like I'll help build this cathedral. Great. Now you don't have to live in purgatory forever. You can go to heaven now. Uh, and I don't remember what it's called. And it's killing me. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. Let's see if Charles knows what it's called. Indulgences. Indulgences. That's the word. Uh, indulgences. Plenary indulgences. <laughs> but indulgences, that's good enough. We're going to start getting a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> start? Danny hasn't gotten any right yet. <laughs> After Jesus is baptized, God's words in Mark 1.11 and Luke 3.22 differ from Matthew 3.17 in what significant way? Okay. So Jesus gets baptized, dove, light comes down. Um, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And I feel like that's the one that's in the two that's not the other one. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference here we're looking for? I don't know. I'm stumped. I, I'm curious to see if Charles knows. I, I mean, if I'm throwing the game, I'm throwing I, the game. I don't really know, to be honest. I've got two possible guesses. I'm going to, I think maybe it's like a, it's like a technicality. It's like, uh, this is a uh, son who I'm well pleased. This is my son whom my favor rests or something like that. Interesting. Not yeah. what we're looking for here. All right, Charles. Okay. Well, I've got, two guesses and well, I, we're gonna I take one guess that, it, that danny might have zoned in on what was said in luke and maybe that is only uh really said okay maybe our luke meant mentioned the holy spirit and matthew doesn't that's going to be my guess Interesting. Mark one eleven and Luke three twenty two. They uh they both say, "You are my son, in whom I am well pleased." 
Uh, that was what those God's words to Jesus. And uh, then in Matthew 3:17, Matthew changes because uh, Luke took a lot of uh, text from Mark, as did Matthew. But Matthew decided to change the verse from Mark to "This is my Son, in whom I'm well pleased." I knew it was a technicality like that. Yeah, uh, it is often called the adoption passage because in uh, the in, in Mark, uh, of course, doesn't have the uh, virgin birth story. Uh, it begins with the baptism story. Uh, Luke and Matthew add in the birth story. So in Matthew and Luke, uh, Jesus already knows that he's the son of God. In Mark, he doesn't yet until he's baptized and God comes down and tells him that he's his son. But in Luke and Matthew, uh, since he already knows, uh, Luke didn't catch it in that word, but Matthew uh, caught it and said, hey, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. Let's change that word. Anyway, often called the adoption passage in uh, in the in Matthew, he is addressing the crowd. God is addressing the crowd. And in uh, Mark and Luke, he's addressing Jesus. All right. Wow. Hey, at least I didn't ask you questions about the infancy gospels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back to Danny here. The Gideon Bible can be found in many hotel rooms around the world. Gideon's International was named for a figure in what book of the Bible? Uh, Judges, I believe. Yeah. Judges 6 through 8. What verse states? Verse, specifically. And if any man shall take away words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of out of the book of life. And, of course, I you know cut out a few words there just to make it shorter for what we found on the screen. Um, book of life. Sounds like it comes from an epistle. Doesn't sound like it comes from a gospel. Um, it sounds actually like it's the closing words of an epistle. Um, because, okay, and if any man shall take away the words of this prophecy, God shall take away uh, his part of the book of life. We're talking about book of life. It's very apocalyptic. I'm going to go with Revelation. Uh, Revelation, what? How many chapters are in Revelation? Uh, <laughs> uh, Revelation what, did you need the chapter and verse? Yeah, that's what it's the, yeah. uh, the hardest question here. <laughs> uh, Revelation 21 12 is my guess. It's a good rush album. All right, Charles. <laughs> I mean, I've just thrown out numbers here. Revelation 16 28. Danny was closer. Uh, Revelation 22 19. Yeah, I knew. I'm like, man, I know that the knock and it shall be answered for you is in revelation 21 and i'm like it's pretty close to the end because like john is like i'm stuck on this island and i gotta write this book so i'm, I'm coming home to the to, to the ending <laughs> all right charles i'm gonna pick a category and i'm gonna pick most things to do with Whittier, california which is if danny wanted to steal something from me that's what he should have started off straight away and i suppose this is things that danny knows and i don't you know i only write questions in favor of zach Whittier, California is named for this Quaker poet. John Greenleaf Whittier. Why, that's Child. correct. Whittier High School stood in for Hill Valley High School in this 1985 film. Back to the future. Marty. <laughs> hey, Scott, Marty, we've got to get you back to 1985. And of course, that question was written for Eric. This actor who wasn't in Back to the Future, but was in Mask, but not The Mask, was born in Whittier in 1961, and my grandparents knew his parents. Uh, 
it's it's oh, bread. Mask, but not the mask. Come on, my grandparents played cards with his parents. This is easy. Remember? Of course, the Reynolds and their card partners. How did I forget? <laughs> I have I have no idea. Now just name any character any any actor from Mask. I'll even tell you he starred in Mask, but not the Mask. Well, of course not the Mask, because that has Jim Carrey, who was born in Newmarket, Ontario. Oh. And he wasn't in Back to the Future. 1961, Whittier. I don't know. I have no idea. Obama. Obama was born in 1961. <laughs> don't think he was in born in Whittier. All right. Passing to Danny. I have no idea. John Lasseter. That's a, probably a diff- an answer to a completely different question. John Lasseter <laughs> is a little older. I think this is another one that Eric might have known. Uh, I did say he wasn't in Back to the Future, and that wasn't just nonsense. Uh, it was the actor who was originally cast in Back to the Future, uh, but then was recast by Michael J. Fox, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz played Rocky Dennis in the movie, the, uh, the movie Mask. All right, Charles, I stumped you on some wittier trivia there. And you, you stumped Danny, too. It's well, true. You know, I don't care about stumping Danny. Anyone can stump Danny. Yes, I've done it many times. I did it... Uh... I've done it four times already in his category. What is the population of Whittier within a 1,000 according to the 2020 census? So 2020 census, population of Whittier 1, within a 1,000. 85,000? Oh, I'm sorry, no. Danny, for the steal. I want to say... I think the population has gone down. I'm going to say 60,000. Oof. That may be post-pandemic, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> as of the 2020 census, it was 87,306. So, Charles, you were 2,306 off. I was wondering if it might have been 87. While John Greenleaf Whittier never visited Whittier, he wrote a poem to, in honor of it. Uh, recite at least one line of my name I give to thee. But if your opponent can recite one additional line, I'm going to give them the points instead. Okay. The last line is I leave thee with my name. And uh, that's all you want to recite? I know nothing of this poem. So uh, congratulations, Charles. <laughs> All right. Your, yeah. That is the last line. So, uh, Charles, you get the points on that one. I probably should have it memorized. Dear town for whom the flowers are born, stars shine and happy songbirds sing. What can my evening give to thy morn, my winter to thy spring? A life not void of pure intent, with small desert or praise or blame. The love I felt, the God I meant, I leave it with my name. A very nice poem for a guy who didn't want to set foot in that town. All right. Um, Danny, it's back to you. Let's go with American Lit. This 1991 Brett Easton Ellis novel, as told by Patrick Bateman, 
an investment banker with a unique hobby, was adapted to a film by the same name in 2000. Ooh. I... I'm gonna take a look at that. Make sure I got it. 1991, modern American literature. Uh, an investment baker with a unique... Oh, if you want classic hobby. American literature, you should have specified. I know. <laughs> it's my fault for not... Uh, anyway, um, with a unique hobby. Um, name, same name in 2000. <sighs> Meet Joe Black. I don't know. <laughs> All right. That is incorrect. Charles for the steal. I don't know. Is is? Yeah, I feel like the hobby is probably some sort of, of murdering people. Is it Hannibal? It is not Hannibal. It starred Christian Bale. Oh, now I know what it is. And because the category is American literature, I thought this would be easier. It is American Psycho. Yeah. Art Spiegelman's Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel, Mouse, tells the story of his father's survival of this concentration camp. Uh, Auschwitz? That is correct. In Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five, this is the name of the time-traveling protagonist. Oh, I have read this book, and I know its plot, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, all right. Um, is it... It's, it's, like a, it's, it's definitely like a... Because Kurt Vonnegut always has really clever like names for people and stuff. I just can't. The one thing I can't remember. The one thing. The the one thing. The the only thing. I remember all other things, just not this thing. Um uh, John Everyman. I know that's wrong. Interesting. All right. I'm gonna yeah. pass this one over to Charles. I, I, I got none either. Is it Upton Sinclair? It is not. Uh, so he was a traveler. I, I tried to put that in there as well as a little bit of that. Uh, his name was Billy Pilgrim. Yeah, I would remember that. The British team of Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons created the American graphic novel Watchmen. In that novel, this man is president in October 1985 following the U.S. victory in what war? Got it. Okay. Uh, it is Richard Nixon's third term or fourth term, and it is the Vietnam War. Correct. Good save there. And Charles is like, what? That never happened. In Neil Gaiman's 2001 fantasy novel, American Gods, Shadow becomes the bodyguard and errand boy of Mr. Wednesday, an aspect of this old god. Odin. King of the Gods from Norse mythology. You call that a 25-point question? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Next. I'll tell you why. Because it was an American lit category, and that's a British book. And it's a British book about a Norse god. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charles, your remaining categories are U.S. history and the movies such and such and such. U.S. history, of course. I mean, you know, you'll find some... <laughs> 
arcana that I don't know. Hopefully Danny doesn't know. Well, I got to know at least two or three of them. In 1996, They Might Be Giants recorded a song about the, this president who seized the whole Southwest from Mexico and made the English sell the Oregon Territory. James K. Polk. That is correct. It is James K. Polk, the Napoleon of the stump. In a 1991 They Might Be Giants song, they call this location the most famous haunted mansion in New Jersey, referencing the Black Mariah, phonograph, and silent moving pictures. Uh, presumably that's Edison's Menlo Park Laboratory. Yes, that is an acceptable answer for that. Uh, Menlo Park, the Thomas Edison Center, or as they call it, the Edison Museum. Something, 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 they might be giants. Something, 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 I'm guessing. <laughs> In a 2013 song, They Might Be Giants sing about how this man brought the X-ray photo to the world and brought the AC power to the world. And unfortunately, some, and unfortunately, the rich and douchiest guys in the world history happens to own a company named for this person. I presume that this is a reference to Nikola Tesla. That is Nikola Tesla. Had to follow up the Edison with Tesla there, since they were such good friends. <laughs> the 2020 Miami Giants song, Who Are the Electors, is a schoolhouse rock style song about this article of the U.S. Constitution. Hey, I believe presidential electors are discussed in the executive branch section of the Constitution, so I'm going with Article 2. Article 2 is correct. In 2004, the Might Be Giants recorded a cover of this, this 1840 campaign song for William Henry Harrison. Is it Tippecanoe and Tyler 2? It is. And with them will beat Little Van. Final score, Danny with 75 Charles with 130 points. Danny, you have made a noble effort. And despite me giving you a very easy question uh, for the 25-point uh, <laughs> question in American Lit, uh, apparently I was still able to find easier questions for Charles in U.S. history to have him uh, secure his title. Well, it's been fun. The Bible questions, man, I felt, I felt a little silly. Um, though, I'm glad I at least got the book and almost the chapter correct on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Danny, you had one last chance to try and outsmart me, and you didn't do it. Uh, well, folks, that concludes the uh, the first uh, season or first uh, season segment of Outsmart Charles. We'll be having uh, more episodes in. Uh, days or weeks to come uh and we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>